0: Jeff makes his way up here to pray over Melissa and I before we start teaching and preaching. Uh, Lift up, Barry, Uh, uh, Pastor Marcelo's wife. She had a uh, a minor surgery this week, but they're at home recuperating, and we want to remember them this morning, so we'll all be in here together, but Jeff, would you pray? Dear Heavenly Father, we just come to you today, Lord, just thankful for you, thankful for your sacrifice, your life that you gave to us, Lord, just, just thankful for the veterans, for each person that has served. Give us our freedom, Lord. Just ask for Your blessing over, over Melissa. She leads our, our young folks. She just teaches them about You, Lord. Just ask for You to, uh, to speak through Pastor Ryan as he gives our message this morning, Lord. And also look over Marcelo and Bernie and say, as say, she recovers from her surgery, Lord? And just thank You. For everything you've done, in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Thank you. Also, um, I failed to mention, because I had some of the things I wanted to mention, Uh, we want to recognize Jeff, uh, uh, Jeff Gass, and the girls' cross-country team, particularly three of our own, Lauren, who was the manager of the team, and Kate Taylor, and and Alex Roll as they advanced to state and competed yesterday. Absolutely. (laughs) You know, it's an amazing achievement. Sometimes we, I don't, I don't want to say minimize it, but uh, Mason is so used to accomplishing things. In some places I've been, man, that, they, they would like shut the place down for a week for a cross-country team going to state. But uh, it is a huge accomplishment, and we're grateful uh, for leaders like, like Coach Gass, who is a deacon in our church as well. Though I had someone at school ask me, how did someone like Coach Gass become a deacon? I actually had that asked of me this week, so I'm joking. I love I love Coach Guy so and his family. Well, this morning uh, we're going to go back to um, if I can get my technology to work. Uh, we're going to go to uh, a second and final introductory sermon to the sermon series uh, leading in uh, to the Book of Genesis. Uh, and so, uh, if you missed last week, uh, we're going to have a, a a good decent series that'll last quite a while through the. Genesis chapter 12 through 50 uh, and uh, I'm just doing a couple of introductory sermons into uh, this, this important study but also really wanting to emphasize uh, you know the place and the value of scripture and where it should hold in our life because there's a lot of different views about scripture particularly when we come to the view of uh, the book of Genesis and uh, the first 11 chapters are just as important as the, the last set of chapters we're going to look at so we will summarize those uh, as we go through the text, but it'll it'll be right after the first year before we really start diving into the narrative. Uh, but I'm excited about this series, and in in preparation uh, for this uh, this sermon series, we have uh, I have um, I've done a lot of a lot of research, and uh, I've really enjoyed the study. And this morning, one of the intentions that I had. Was to just bring a lot of great nuggets of truth that I've mined uh, from the Word of God, but also from from history and archaeology, uh, about talking about the historicity of uh, of, of the narratives that we're going to look at in the book of Genesis, because some people have challenged the, the narrative or the story of Genesis, uh, saying that there's no you know, historical proof that some of these people or places existed. And there's just an, an overwhelming amount uh, of information uh, that can be extremely beneficial um, a, a, about this text, and so I've, I've just been mining a lot of this information, and I had every intention of, of bringing it to you this morning and, and just dumping out everything on top of you that I had learned, uh, but I realized if I would have done that, um, I would have drowned you this morning in information. And so I'm going to just be meeting out this great information that I gathered uh, over the, the course of this series because you do not have to divorce your brain. Um, you know whenever you study the Bible some people think you know uh, kind of have a conflict that you know science and your faith don't always co-mingle and, and, and there's this kind of spiritual secular split that you know, I, you know there's all this evidence in, in history and all this evidence in, in, in culture and in, in society that they teach about how everything came together and how everything works but then I have my faith over here and they seem like they're, they're conflicting views and there are some philosophies that are conflicting now, I'm going to talk about that but you don't have to divorce yourself from your brain in order to believe the God of this Bible. In fact, I think you have to divorce yourself from God uh, in order to, um, you know, you know, li- live in this in this secular humanistic worldview that that rejects a lot of good science as pointing to the reality of God. But I have to be honest; I am not an expert in this field. Okay. Uh, and I wanted there, there's a lot of good resources I just wanted to throw a couple of these out there to, to dive in yourself because I'm hoping as you as I'm preaching through the book of Genesis that you will come along with me and study and prepare ahead of time uh, and I hope you find it of value I hope you have questions and concerns and say you know what I I need to help have help wrestling with some of these things and let's do it together but you know the, the answersingenesis.org or icr.org that's institute for creation research there's just a couple that i'm aware of there's a lot more good information but but but, but go into some of it but i definitely want to to go into just one last important you know, you know bit of information that i think is just it's it's critical uh, whenever we think about God and when we approach the Word of God. I've shared with you before, there's many people that don't believe the miracles in the Bible. In fact, there's been whole movements that have either seen two different gods in the Old and the New Testament and say, you know, the Old Testament's not relevant. The Word of God I, I tried to show last week the, the authors of the of the New Testament clearly showed that they were worshiping and following the God of the Old Testament. When they worship, referenced Scripture, they were going back to the Old. There's been people in history that have not liked what they saw in the New Testament about miracles. And if it doesn't happen in, in, in nature, and they, if they can't explain it themselves and really be able to rationalize it, Uh, They can't believe it, and they've cut out miracles in the Bible, Uh, and and so there's a great Bible uh, that's well-known. I say great. It's a well-known Bible, the Thomas Jefferson Bible. He he cut out all the miracles from it, Um, but I I want you to know that um, my faith is rooted in, in God, and my faith is rooted in what He has accomplished and what He's doing and what He plans to do and what He wants to do in the life of my family and myself uh, and and it and it it involves miracles. It involves his intervention. It involves his help. If God is not intervening, then what are we doing here? Okay, there, there there's no reason for faith. And uh, I'm going to focus this morning on what I think is the greatest miracle in all the Bible. It also happens to be the first miracle in all the Bible. Uh, And it indeed is. But here's a definition of miracle. It's a very secular definition that I looked up. A miracle in effect or extraordinary event in the physical world that surpasses all known human or natural powers and is ascribed to a supernatural cause. Basically, it's something that humans or nature could not do. And there's no other explanation for it other than something outside of nature. You, and there's people that are familiar with this, so, sometimes in the medical field, whenever somebody is just dead on the table, uh, and despite the bef, best efforts of, of medicine, something will happen, or someone with cancer that just has been given a death sentence, and and then something will happen, and somebody will say, it must have been a miracle, we can't explain it. And, and that's a lot of times what miracle is, and I, there's some head shaking as I'm talking about this, because you've, you've witnessed and seen things such as this. Um, and I'm not going to spend a ton of time talking about that this morning, but we know miracles are things that happen outside of creation, an event or a cause that comes into creation to do something amazing, that it doesn't happen every day. And that, that is the, the, the focus this morning. And, uh, and so we're going to talk about the, the act of creation itself. Uh, that it'll just kind of be the, the, the beginning to, to have this discussion, but just, just think about creation. And, and we're going to talk this morning a little bit about some different theories behind it and, and some rationales behind it, but I think it is utterly illogical to, to believe that the universe came into being on its own. And, and I don't know if you have an issue you know, believing that or not, but... Uh, even when you think about just, just the hundreds of years of human and humans and scientific study, though we have just come leaps and bounds in scientific study the last couple hundred years, there is still no rational explanation for how we got here, how this universe came about. There's not a better rationale, there's not a better answer that I've come across other than it's what God said happened. In the beginning, God created is what the Scripture says. And, and I don't know if you've thought about that very much before, but I, I think there's a lot of folks uh, that have thought about it. Now, I do, I do want to say this uh, about science, and I, I, I you know, uh, some people think, like I mentioned, you have to divorce your brain from your faith, they can't commingle, I, I do not believe that. There is a lot of science that is really good, and, and, and science is a good thing, it's a, it's a discipline that studies the creation, Okay? But what happens sometimes in the study of the creation, there are people that will take some of their scientific evidences that they have gathered and that they'll make a philosophical jump to a conclusion to help explain for them something that they don't understand themselves. Uh, and, and, and there's a lot of, you know, a lot, a lot of, well, I'll get to some of that in a little bit, but, but, but science is not bad or evil. I, I just want to encourage you to, to dive into it. But, but a little bit this morning, I'm going to ask you to come with me um, as we talk about science uh, a little bit, just a little bit this morning, but this this is the text Genesis one one. It's very simple. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. We're going to focus on two main points from this text this morning: uh, God created, and that there was a beginning. We're going to focus on those two, on those first two things this morning in this text, uh, just as kind of a final introduction to it. I'm, I'm hoping um that um uh, you know you will just be encouraged or your eyes will be opened or or maybe you're going to have some more questions to ask after this sermon but but i think these are two fundamental truths that we have to wrap our minds around in our faith if there's not a beginning to all that we see and experience and and god did not create it what are we doing here in the church what are we doing here singing these songs if it's the God of the Bible and, it's, and if the God of the Bible is the one that sent his son to, to die and to sacrifice as a perfect sacrifice for us so we could be forgiven of sin and he is the author of creation and the, uh, the creator of heaven and and, and a place and there's a place of judgment that we were rescued from, if that's not real, what are we doing here? And, and it starts with creation. And there is an assault on young people, an assault in our culture on people that, that do not want people to b- believe in creation. Uh, and so uh, I can't do, do this, 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 uh, this text justice. There's so much you could do. You could preach six months on this. But just think about this for a second. I want to help boil it down. In the beginning, God created. There's this Latin term uh, that's, that's been uh, used in, in, in the study of theology and the study of philosophy uh, for a long time. It's called ex nihilo. It's something from nothing is what that means. When we talk about God created, God created something out of nothing. Now, this morning somebody asked me if there was a funeral uh, this, in the church this week and if they needed to move the paintings, and, uh, and I said, no, the paintings are here intentionally, uh, and, and, and they're, they're beautiful paintings. Um, we have a lot of artists in our church. I don't know if you're aware of that. Uh, just randomly that I know of, I know Dina Davis has some amazing paintings in her, in her home uh, that she's painted herself. Uh, I have a great painting on my wall in my office by uh, Miss Doris Clark. By the way, I thought Doris had moved out to West Texas with her family, and it only lasted three days. She's still in Fredericksburg, alive and well, had a great visit with her two weeks ago. Uh, but another great artist in our church is Anna Gillespie. Now, these are Anna's paintings. Anna is the one that painted these things, and they're, they're beautiful. She had many to choose from. Um, is this, is it Cooksville Road? Is that where that one is? Okay, yeah, so you might recognize that one, and there's some flowers. And originally, I would asked Anna to come up here to make this point for me, but she, she told me that she thought I could make the point without her coming up on stage. And so I, I can, Anna. But these are beautiful paintings, and she is extremely creative, okay? Okay. Um, but uh but Anna, I, I just want to ask you, though you're not up on the stage, I'm still going to ask you the question. Do you do you think that you could still make some paintings like this? Do you still paint some? You do paint some. Okay, so you you could you could create a painting like this for me. Well, Anna, well, I, wait 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 wait. Can, can you or can't you make these paintings? Okay okay. Well, would you do me a favor? Because I really want an amazing hill country landscape with a couple with three crosses on it on a hill can you do that for me could you paint that for me can you create that for me okay please do it now go ahead (laughs) oh oh okay that's right, that's right, that's right. That, 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 that's the answer. Anna is, is, is amazingly creative. Like so many of you other people are, the musicians that are here, the work we've done around here, the work in your home, but, but you can only take created things and manipulate them and use the creativity that you've inherited from your Heavenly Father to, 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 to make these things. And, and we see in our, in, around us in, in, in this creativity an example of God, but yet... Anna could not create this painting all by herself. There had to be other elements. There had to be canvas. There had to be paint. There had to be brushes. There had to be those that would teach her. There had to be something to come to, that came together to create this. But, but the reality is, is that there is there, only one individual that is truly creator. And the Bible says that he is that his God. And God created. And I just want you to think about that for a moment. Have you ever really just just sat down and really tried to rationalize, um, you know, where things came from? And this is where I want to take you this morning. Is we're going to talk about science just for a little bit, uh, because as I mentioned earlier, I, I think it's just utterly illogical to think that the universe and this creation came from itself. Though God's word has been screaming out for thousands of years that God is the one that created it and that there was indeed a beginning. I just want to throw some some terms at you. Uh, the Scientific Laws of Thermodynamics. I'm going to start there. Uh, I've preached a sermon over this before. And after I preached a sermon, uh, I had a man came, come up to me and he, he entered, you know, he, I knew who he was. I, he was in my church, but it wasn't at this church. But I didn't know what he had studied and where he went to school. And he told me, he says, you know, I'm a Ph.D., Uh, uh, from Texas A&M in the field of thermodynamics. He was literally a rocket scientist, and he he worked uh, at at coal-fired power plants and, he's, and so all of a sudden, I thought he's fixing to just like really shoot down everything I just talked about—the the, the laws of thermodynamics. And he said, "You're you're pretty much right, you know, on a very layman's level, you got that right." And so here here is the the scientific laws, and there's theories and there're laws. Laws have been been able to be reproduced and tested, and and we see that these are universal principles in the universe that God created that that. that help this whole thing keep going but basically some of the just the, ryan's uh you know terms and definitions of, of the of thermodynamics is basically this is that um, the, the thermodynamics is that there was there was in history in the past this amazing explosion of energy into the universe into the cosmos and and, and it was so intense and, and so powerful that we can't even quite comprehend uh, how how big and in, in, in its nature but that that energy has been just just rapidly expanding and expelling itself and eventually the energy will run out and that there there's this idea that the universe is expanding and the, and the theory now is as a result of these laws eventually the energy will run out and it will all implode on itself, the, the universe will but don't, don't worry, I told this to Wyatt he kind of got this worried look on his face uh, don't worry, they, they predicted it would be billions of years before it happens. so we're gonna, it won't happen anytime soon if this theory is correct but, but, it, but it's, there, there, there was a cause and there's this massive explosion of energy across the cosmos now We're going to get to something more about that theory here in just a little bit. There's another guy that I want to mention uh, that that came up with a theory of relativity. His name is Albert Einstein. Uh, And uh, I won't go into all of his stuff because I don't understand all of it. But here's something interesting. Before Albert Einstein came up with this theory, uh, by and large, the scientific community, not all of them, but the scientific community believed that the universe was eternal. They did not believe that the universe had a beginning. And I'm talking about people that, that weren't deists or weren't Christians. They were just, just pure scientists. They believed that the universe did not have a beginning and therefore would never have an end. But, but, but Einstein and what he discovered and taught is indeed that the universe did have a beginning. It was not eternal. There was a time when there was not space or even time. I don't understand how all that works out, but, but there was a beginning. And, and so you, you took the, the, the scientific laws of thermodynamics, and you take Einstein's work, uh, there was this hypothesis that came about in the 20th century, early 1900s, called the Big Bang Theory. And a lot of us have heard about the Big Bang Theory. Young people, I'm not talking about the TV show, okay? Okay, before the TV show, there was this theory. I heard about it in school. Uh, and, And there's a lot of competing ideas on how it came from, but for a lot of people, this is one of the best ideas on how the creation of the universe, what it looked like. And the idea is basically this, there was this dense mass of particles and some original elements Somewhere in the cosmos, in, in, the, in space somewhere, uh, you, you couldn't even see it. There wasn't even, even any light. But it, there were these original things and somehow they interacted together and there was this massive explosion of energy. There was a beginning and this massive explosion of energy. Uh, and and, you know, and th- there's all this study on trying to pinpoint when it was and where it happened and the evidence for the Big Bang and so forth. And, and, you know, I, 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 there might be something to that. It's still just a theory, but let's just give it to them, for those that say that's how the universe started. I, I'm, okay, I'm okay with parts of it, okay? I'm not okay with the age of it, but let's, let's just give it to them. Um, I've just always wondered, where did those original elements come from, okay? I mean, there, there had to be something that put them there, and there had to be some mechanism that caused them to interact and for this explosion to take place. And something fascinating has been happening in the last 40 or 50 years in, in, in science. And I wish I would have brought some of these names. I didn't gather it all together. But there is a startling number of, of scientists that claim to be atheists as they have dedicated their life to these different fields and, 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 uh, and, and uh, physicists and, and different guys that have come to the conclusion that there is a creator. There is something behind this. There's too much evidence for this just to happen by random chance. In fact, the best argument I came across in my research outside of an intelligent designer is somehow the universe was created by a wormhole folding upon itself from another universe that somehow spun this one into existence. Okay, okay, let's give it to them. Where did that universe come from? Guys, guys, I, I, and so I mean, number one, I am encouraged that there is this amazing study and discipline uh, that, that is leading people that aren't becoming Bible-believing Christians. Maybe some of them have been, but they're coming of just just intense study of this of this creation, and they come away knowing and saying there has to be something marvelous behind it. It's too creative. There's too much detail. There's so much that had to take place for this to happen. It it, it could not just be randomly occurring on its own. But, you know, they they still leave, uh, you know, wondering, though, who that is, who that is. But I want you to know, I take great heart. I know who it is. His name is Jesus. He is the one that spoke this universe into creation. He is the one that laid the foundations of the world. And before he did all of this, the Word of God tells us that you were on his mind. He knew you by name. He knew the number of hairs on top of your head. He knew the details of your life. That is how powerful and how knowing God is. Now, no, I, I I don't know if if you've if you've had these thoughts before, but in Romans chapter one verse twenty, it says, "For his invisible attributes, that is, the eternal power and divine nature, have been clearly seen since the creation of the world, being understood through what he made known. As a result, people are without excuse." God says, "I have given everyone everything they need to know that I exist." just by this beautiful creation, by by the beautiful creativity of of Anna and other people and our musicians and the things that the the world has created. The same people have done just the most horrendous and ugliest things, and we are all individually capable of performing the the worst and most heinous in any given time. We still are marked by this Creator. The Bible says that we are created in God's image. And we we have taken and done some amazing and beautiful things, and we just have to look around us to see the evidence of who He is. And there's no other great example. And I want you to know, if you have a better explanation for me on where we came from, I need to know about it, okay? I'm desperate to understand who I am. I'm desperate to understand why I'm on this earth. But God's Word has clearly Told me why I am here. He says, The heavens declare the glory of God, and the expanse proclaims the work of his hands. And we are a part of this creation. Though we are set apart, especially for the Lord being created in his image, we are here to declare his glory. We are here to show people who God is. Because that text that I quoted a while ago, Genesis 1 1, in the beginning. You know, <laughs> hundreds of years ago, thousands of years ago, nobody knew about Albert Einstein. Nobody knew about all this, this particular field of study uh, uh, called f- uh, physics. Um, but God's Word declared that it, there was a beginning, that God interacted. Before we had the theory of thermodynamics, in the, in the beginning, God created. He was outside of creation. But here's the marvelous thing about the gospel, and I, I hope you become excited as we're going to jump into His Word. This is why I hope you become excited to jump in God's Word on your own when you get, when you get home because, because God's Word has been proclaiming these truths that have been proven out by science over the last several you know, hundreds of years. But, but, but the, here's the gospel, the God that, that was outside of creation that set it into motion. Some of these deists just see God as a great clockmaker that just wound the clock off and said, go for it, and it's just it was going on its own. But, but the God of the Bible also says that He interacts with this creation. He has stepped into this creation. In fact, it says in the book of John that He became flesh and He dwelt amongst us. Why? Because He wants an individual, personal relationship with you. The study of Genesis 12-50 through 50 is going to show how that relationship was interact- how how it really began. And, 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 and it shows all the, the struggles and the frailties that we have and why we fail so ta- sometimes to live in a relationship and how God is steadfast and He is consistent and He is always there to want to walk with us. But I just want to ask you the question. Number one, do you believe that God is creator? Do you have doubt do you have struggle? Because I, I want you to know uh, that God has shown Himself to me in this creation so many times. And not just through beautiful works of arts and paintings, through the work of His Holy Spirit. The way He's spoken to me through some of you speaking to me. The way He's spoken to me as I've sat and I've worshipped Him in this, in this room. And, he, and He's whispered in my ear things to pray about, things to focus on, people to reach out to. As I've seen Him provide for my family when we were <laughs> without, as He has provided for His children God is intervening so do you believe God is creator but then the second thing I want to ask you do you believe that God has a plan for you despite the messed up nature of this because this creation though beautiful is broken and it's filled full of broken people and that's why Jesus has stepped into it because he wants to do a work in us To make us right with Him, but also to make us in a way that we can be a people of God to serve Him on this earth and to bring Him glory. I'm so thankful that He has stepped in and He has not just let it go. Is He a powerful agent in your life? And I'm here to tell you this morning if you're still searching and you still have questions, I'm glad you're here. I don't have all the answers. I know God's Word does, but together we want to help us learn and grow in our faith to understand these questions. But if you don't have a relationship with God, I want you to know from the time of this creation, (laughs) even into this point in time, He knew who you were, and He wants a relationship with you. He wants to bring His purpose, His wholeness, His fullness into your life. That's what I believe the Word of God teaches us. And so, do you have that relationship? Do you have that purpose? Do you have that wholeness? And if you don't, I want you to come know who Jesus is. I want to help you to understand who he is. Would you pray with me? Father, I am so, so thankful, Lord, that before the foundations of the world, God, your word tells us, Lord, you knew who we were. Father, your word uh, describes things in great detail, Father, that have proven themselves out, Lord, though they didn't have to for you to still exist, Lord. Thank you that you are allowing us to discover more and more, Lord, that that your creation is true, and Father, it's even more immense and dynamic than what we ever knew or could comprehend. Father, you know that I don't understand much of physics, (laughs) but Father, I, I don't have to know. Your word has told me Lord, Lord, there was a beginning and you created. Father, thank you for creating me, for giving me life. Lord, thank you for, for my wife and my children. Thank you for my faith family, Lord. But Lord, above all, more than, than thanking for you for the creation, thank you for stepping into the creation. And I just ask this morning, Father God, if there are folks in our room this morning, Lord, to worship with us, Lord, that have questions or have needs, Lord, that, Lord they're here for you to meet. I, f- I pray, God, Lord, they would, Lord, cry out to you in their hearts in prayer. Father, there's people in this room, Father, that recognize you as creator, but they feel distant from you because of their sin or their struggle. Lord, as we sing this song and have a time of response, of invitation, Lord, that they would come, and Lord, maybe just to pray at, at the altar. Oh, Lord, ask, Father, how to be made right with you. God, thank you for tearing down every barrier that stands between us and you. Father, you did that when you sent your son Jesus. Father, I pray, God, Lord, that the barriers in our minds of belief, Father, that Lord, maybe this world is planted in our heads, Father, to give us all these theories of where we came from. God, I pray, Lord, that you'd be tearing that down right now. To know God, Father, the only way of really knowing truth and how to live on this earth, Father is isn't just about knowledge we gain in studying, Lord's science or studying this creation, but about it's through knowing the Creator and being known by Him in a personal way. Father, if there's anyone here today, Lord, that wants to know You, I pray, God, You'd invite them and call them to respond now. Would you stand on your feet? If God's called you to respond this morning, maybe to want to know more about joining the church, maybe wanting to know more about how to put your faith in Christ, We're just needing to come and pray and spend some time with the Lord, would you please respond now?
1: Oh, what a Savior. Oh, what a Savior. Isn't He, isn't He wonderful? Sing hallelujah. Christ is risen, bow down before Him, for He is Lord of all, sing hallelujah, Christ is risen, oh what a Savior, oh what a Savior, isn't He one? is risen bow down before him for he is Lord of all sing hallelujah Christ is risen oh come oh come to the altar The Father's arms are open wide. Forgiveness was bought with the precious blood of
0: Jesus Christ. Father God, we want to just say, Lord, we praise you. We thank you, Father, Lord, for the Lord, your miracle of creation, Father, Lord, for your miracle of recreation, Father, giving us relationship with you, Father. And I just want to ask God as we, Lord, leave this place now, Father, as we go to have fellowship with each other, God, I pray for rest for some from a busy week, Lord, that, Lord, you just refresh us and renew us, God, Lord, to let us understand, Father, Lord, that this creation we live in, Father, was is beautiful and, and is amazing, but, Father, it's created with a purpose is to, Lord, to radiate who you are. And, Lord, allow us to do that as we live for you, King Jesus. Allow us to be good friends. Allow us to be, be good spouses, Lord, good parents, Father, good students, Father. To, Lord, show who you are, but above all, Father, as, Lord, people see you in us. Lord, I pray you would, Lord, encourage us in your spirit to tell other people about how great you are and about you specifically, Lord Jesus. We love you Pray and pray these things in Christ's name. Amen. Hey, so if you're a physicist or you're, you're an expert on relativity and you need to correct me, I always welcome that. But uh, we're so glad you're here this morning. We'll close out in song and you'll be dismissed.